You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. There are definitely things that are difficult to declutter because of sentimentality or value. You know, you spend a lot of money on it, so you feel bad or guilty getting rid of it. There are things that are just cumbersome to declutter. Furniture, big heavy things down in the garage that you're gonna have to move around or things out in your yard like cracked planters that you may have to go remove all of the old plants from or the dead plants from in my case. Or because like you identify with the item as saying something about you personally, like maybe it's your art supplies and you've always seen yourself as an artist, so you feel like you're kind of losing a bit of yourself and getting rid of those art supplies. So there are a lot of things that we just cling on to that can be a challenge to work through. They're not all easy to declutter. We're not talking about those things today. I wanna give you some quick wins. A lot of people like watching decluttering checklists. I think, well, for one, because it sparks ideas, but also because it kind of gives you this unsaid permission to be able to let go of things that for no real reason you've been holding on to. This video is like your permission to get rid of some of those things if you need it. I'm not saying you need it, but if you do, and if that helps you to just feel a little bit less tense about making that call on your own, well then permission granted. Now I actually have metrics that I'm going by here, like my own made up metrics, but metrics nonetheless. So this isn't just like a conglomeration of random things that you can declutter around the house. I really tried to make it things that were going to be all around easy. So here are the factors that I'm considering in this list of things that are easy to declutter. First of all, sentimentality. Second of all, personal association. So those things that we can often identify with, you'll notice that I don't have any hobby related items. I don't have like journals cost or value and ease versus cumbersome. So we're not gonna have any large items, no broken furniture, because even though the decision to let go of some of these things may be easy, the process of getting them to the place where they're gonna be picked up or where you can actually declutter them may not be easy. Let's start with the low-lying fruit. Number one being the junk mail. Come on, you know it's not gonna be as difficult as you're thinking when you come in and you dump all of the junk mail onto the dining table and eventually it just kind of spreads and takes you maybe three or four days to come back and go through it. But it really doesn't take that long to go through and make your little piles of the things that you legitimately need to keep versus the things that you don't need to keep. Number two is bad food. Now, yes, I could have taken this one item probably and divided it out into five or 10 different items, but come on, we're talking about freezer burn food, expired foods, foods that have been sitting up in your pantry or in your freezer for months that you know you're not gonna eat, the leftovers that are crammed in the back of the fridge that are still covered in foil, basically all of the bad foods. Actually, it's funny because my in-laws were visiting me this past weekend and I went to get a drink out of the fridge and without even thinking about it, I just started pulling things out of the door. My mother-in-law said, Mia, are you decluttering the fridge after about five minutes? And um, I was, yeah, I wasn't even planning on it. That's how easy it is. You can do it without even thinking about it. Number three, expired coupons or receipts, receipts that you don't need anymore, receipts that are beyond the return date anyway. Number four, extra remote controls. I've never been a person to hold on to remote controls that are not in use, but apparently that's something that a lot of people do. Get rid of those things. They're literally just junk in your drawer that 
you know, either use it or don't use it. Extra earbuds, especially if you're somebody who travels a lot, you might pick up all of these super cheap half quality earbuds at airports while you're on the plane, stocking stuff for earbuds. Number six, depleted household consumables. So things like used up light bulbs, lighters, and batteries. Don't do it to yourself where you like store the batteries because you think they have a little bit of juice. I had to get on to Matt about this because he'll take the batteries out of the fire alarms when they start beeping and need to be exchanged. And he'll just want to put those in the drawer because they're not fully used. And I'm like, don't do that. What will we ever use that battery for? The next time the fire alarms start beeping, we're going to try to put it back in. And there's going to be this whole cycle of having to find the next battery that actually has a full charge. So don't do that to yourself. Get rid of the dead batteries. Number seven, unused boxes or packaging. I've found myself kind of thinking about some of the packaging that some things come in that like is really unique or a really thick styrofoam and I don't want to throw it away but it seems like something that I might actually be able to use around the house when I have something that's bumping into something else and I just need a little buffer. I don't know we can get really creative when it comes to letting things go but honestly extra boxes even if they're really cool boxes a lot of times don't get used. Now, if you have a use for it, then that's great. But I found that like 99% of the time, if you just hold on to all of these extra boxes and extra packaging, it's just going to take up space. And they do take up quite a bit of space. Number eight, partially used duplicates. This is one of my favorite things is to go around the house consolidating things. Actually, I just did it last night. I was making white chili and it turns out we had two little garlic containers that were both half full. I checked the expiration dates. They expire roughly the same time. So I used a spoonful from one of them and then scooped out everything that was left in that one to put into the other. So consolidating them into one, saved space. There's no need to just have duplicates of random things that you don't need. Works really good for shampoo and liquid soaps too. Number nine is hair accessories. Hair accessories can really tangle up your drawers and take up a lot of space. You're looking at like floofy scrunchies all tangled up in some of the more comb shaped things that maybe have a band that's attaching. I don't know. There are all different kinds of hair accessories, including things as simple as brushes that you're no longer using. Because for some reason, a lot of people tend to collect a bunch of brushes. They want to buy a new one, but they don't want to get rid of the old one. Anyway, hair accessories are actually a pretty easy thing to declutter, and you can find a lot more bathroom storage space in the process. Number 10, disposable jugs and bottles. This is something that I've really been making a point to move away from in general. Things like especially laundry detergent, but whether you're talking about laundry detergent or just cleaning supplies, you know, big steam cleaner jugs. Like I hate having all of these giant jugs of things that take up space, they're messy, and most of the time they end up sitting there on rotation. Number 11, is used up candles or candles that won't light anymore. I know it can feel weird throwing away a candle when you can still see some wax in there, but it's really okay. If you enjoy doing that and you wanna make a mini candle with the leftover wax, I mean, of course, you know you have to find another wick somewhere and go through that whole process. If you're actually really gonna do it, then that's great if you enjoy it. But otherwise, the majority of us are not gonna do that. It's just gonna sit there because you don't wanna waste the extra wax. So feel free to go ahead and throw that candle away. Number 12 is board games with missing pieces. Now, if you're into board games and card games like I am, it can be difficult sometimes to let go of games, even if you're not using them super regularly, because you never know when you're going to have an event and need to have games. But if they're missing pieces, then that should be a really easy declutter because you can't play a game with missing pieces. You're never going to reach for it and open it up if you're being honest with yourself. So it's actually a pretty easy thing to let go of. Number 13 is gross sponges. 
Number 14 is cracked travel mugs or travel mugs that have missing lids. And it's always frustrating when you go grab this giant mug and you can't find a lid that actually fits on it because now it's just a sloshy spilling hazard or it's cracked because it was washed in the dishwasher and wasn't supposed to be. But those things can be pretty easy to declutter, especially if you have a backup mug, which if you're a mug person, you most certainly do. Number 15, melted spatulas, especially if you have a backup. Number 16, small office supplies. Office supplies in general can be challenging for some people to get rid of, but small office supplies that you're not using, pens that have run out of ink, you'll usually find some things that have already been pretty worn down and are okay to let go of. Torn pet toys. We've definitely had our fair share of those with Charlie here. There was an occasion where Gracie would go and sew up some of Charlie's favorite pet toys. And maybe if there are some that she particularly loves, we'll go through the effort. But in most cases, once it's ripped apart and the stuffing's coming out, it's time to let it go. Number 18, old nail polish. Number 19, extra toothbrushes that nobody's going to be using. 20 is rusted razors. Honestly, that's why I moved to keeping a metal razor, one that's gonna be long lasting, steel, reusable. Uh, then I just change out the blades occasionally, but I don't feel like I'm wasting the entire razor. So I found that it's a lot easier and cost effective to just change out a blade and be okay with that. Number 21, hardened or clumped spices. I know that we can have a challenging time letting go of spices because you never know if you're gonna have a recipe that's gonna call for this one thing and you don't wanna have to go buy a whole new bottle just for this one recipe, I get it. But there does come a point where especially spices with salt in them or that are powdery can start to get hardened and clumped. So at that point, they're really easy to declutter. Number 22, underwear and socks, especially if the socks have holes in them or have become super worn. Number 23, excessively pilled clothes or occasionally sheets, like especially if you have jersey sheets, if you wash them enough, they'll get really pilly and they could be uncomfortable to sleep on. But with clothes, I mean, those clothes that start off super soft and then after 20, 30, 40 washes, they're no longer soft. Now they're just rough and pilly. Number 24, hardened or shedding paintbrushes that could be art supply paintbrushes or home improvement paintbrushes. Either way, once they get hardened or they happen to have been left in paint for a little bit too long, then there's no point in storing them or holding on to them because you're not gonna be able to use them the next time you need them. Number 25, hotel toiletries. I know the struggle every time I go to a really nice hotel and they provide you with these complimentary toiletries. It can feel like you're getting some kind of value when you pack these things up to take them home because, you know, otherwise they're just sitting there, right? Like the next person is gonna end up getting them if you haven't opened them and used them. But the truth is, whenever you get home, you're likely not going to open up the hotel soap and choose to use that over your superior soap that you use at home already. Number 26, items with broken elastic. Number 27, maternity clothes. If you're done having babies, I can attest to this. I am done having babies and I had zero problem with getting rid of my maternity clothes once I was out of that phase. Same thing with baby items, which is number 28. Once they get beyond the age that they're ever gonna use something, for example, Chloe hasn't made it onto teething rings yet, but when she goes through the phase of teething rings and then grows out of it, I will have no problem decluttering those teething rings because they're just 100% not gonna be used. And again, that's if you're done having babies. 
Number 29, irrelevant documents, documents for something that you no longer own or that you no longer need to hold that document for. It's just not doing any good. Those can be pretty easy to let go of. Number 30, outdated calendars and planners are really anything that you're supposed to be actively using during the time period and that time period has already passed. Number 31, outdated or irrelevant hardware. So this could be hardware for the piece of furniture that you got rid of that you're not gonna be using anymore, like the extra legs for the bed, or it could be technological hardware, like a USB that won't let you write on it anymore, or a disc that won't play anymore. Number 32 is cookbooks that just don't apply. It could have been a diet that you tried five years ago or 10 years ago that you're no longer on and have no interest in trying again. Number 33, outdated or damaged media. If you're someone who still has VHS tapes, for example, you might consider if those are still being used in any way. Things like scratched DVDs or CDs that are partially broken, you know, like all of the media that we can collect over the years. Number 34 is crayon fragments. Now I would say broken crayons and you may go as far as to do broken crayons, but there are some crayons that may be cleanly broken in half that can still be functional. When you have kids and they get like all of those little fragments and little bits of crayons at the bottom of their pencil holder or wherever they keep them, those can be pretty easily let go of. And you may have a full bag of things like that. And number 35 is broken bags or backpacks. Could be adult backpacks, could be kid backpacks. We all have some kind of bags that we use at some point or another that the handle could get broken on, they can get holes in them, the zipper gets ripped or broken. And sometimes people will just hold on to those thinking that, I don't know, maybe it'll get fixed someday and usually it doesn't. So if you have any of those that are just damaged beyond use, then those are pretty easy to declutter. So hopefully this list gave you at least a jumping off point or some ideas of things around your home that you could let go of and create a little bit of space for yourself without it being stressful or overly sentimental or cumbersome. The goal is to create a space for yourself that feels like a haven, that feels spacious and calming or whatever type of energy you need from your space. So it's important, I think, that we always come back to the goal and why would we declutter things? Why is it important to pay attention to any of this stuff that we're surrounding ourselves with? And the reason is because our environments are so important. I have resources that can help you along your way. I have a free holistic decluttering guide down below that you can grab. It's a free PDF. Um, I also have my free workshop. If you have an hour to kill and really want to dive into how you can create a holistic and clutter-free space for yourself, and I will chat with you next week.